0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket, this one for a Friday. We've reached Friday of a holiday weekend, Christmas just around the corner. It's the 22nd of December, 2023. Hope everybody's having a great day and a great weekend. And I gotta believe you probably, what, end your work week today and you get some time off. Maybe you're already on vacation. Enjoy yourself. Speaking of vacation, I get a couple days off myself, I can't wait, and I'll be honest with you, I still got a little Christmas shopping to do, I'm a major procrastinator, right, I wait forever and ever and ever until I'm motivated by the time, like when it's a day before Christmas and I realize I still have 15 gifts to buy, that motivates me to get my ass in gear, right, so I actually was good this year. I've been shopping a little earlier. I was at Meyer. I like buying liquor from Meyer because they always have the gift baskets. They're cheap and they're cool. Sometimes they come with glasses, right? Who doesn't like to get some a bottle of your favorite whiskey for Christmas, right? So I'm at Meyer yesterday. And I think I mentioned this. But I saw this at Meyer. It's Grey Goose Vodka but the Detroit Pistons logo on it. And I'm thinking to myself, my God, like, is that made for Piston fans because you can't get through a Pistons game without drinking? I would think so. But you know what I did? I thought to myself, this is the perfect holiday gift, but they only had two left. Kind of like the Pistons only have two wins. So I go to one of the store representatives and I said, listen, I really like this as a gift. I want to buy a bunch of them. Do you have any more in the back? And they informed me right there that they had just got a huge shipment of the Grey Goose vodka in the piston package. And I'm like, sensational. Give me a bunch. And then they said, but unfortunately, we've lost 24 of them. Come on. What do you think? I always thought I could be a stand-up comic. That's some good humor, right? Get it, 24 in a row. Now, I can feel you shutting off this podcast after I told that joke. I thought it was funny. Anyway, speaking of the Pistons, before we get into the Lions, I'm not big on the whole predicting thing because I'm usually wrong about, like, everything. I think I know what's going to happen until it doesn't happen. Then I feel like a schmuck, right? But I am telling you right now, and this is 131 on a Thursday. So by the time you hear this or see this, You'll know if I'm right or wrong. Pistons win tonight. The streak ends tonight. Or should I say the skid ends tonight. They've lost 24 in a row. They play the Utah Jazz in downtown Detroit. The Pistons have been off since Monday. A game, by the way, they almost won in Atlanta. Only lost by five, six points. Cade Cunningham was awesome. He had 43. So they've been resting and practicing for three days. All while the Jazz played yesterday. They lost to Cleveland. The Jazz tonight are playing the second game of a back-to-back, and if you play any team other than Detroit, you usually lose that game. It's like built-in losses in the NBA. Second game on the road, back-to-back, you usually lose. Add that to the fact that the Jazz are missing Jordan Clarkston, Omer Yurtseven, and Keontae George. Add that to the fact that they only have two wins on the road all season long. That's one more than the Pistons. And the Pistons are favored by a point and a half. Pistons win tonight. So when you watch this, it's today. And I think you're going to say, Jeff, you were right about this one. I'm going to bet it. If you go to your gambling app, I'm looking at plus 100 for the Pistons, minus one and a half points. I know it's a lot to ask. I get it. It's a lot to ask to ask the Pistons to cover a spread, a spread, especially when they're favored. But I'm telling you, tonight's the night. They're gonna win. And when you watch this or listen to this, you're gonna say, "Rieger got one. He got one." Anyway, enough with the Pistons. You don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. It would be nice if somebody talked from that organization, but who the hell cares, right? We have more exciting things to talk about, and of course. That is the Detroit Lions. Because for the first time in 30 years, they can win the division. Have you thought about it? Thought about what it might be like? Do you know back in 1993, Michael Jordan walked away from the game of basketball. The first Beanie Babies hit the market. Whitney Houston declared, I I will always love you i apologize no i don't a gallon of gas was one dollar and 16 cents and ariana grande was born that's what was going on in 1993 the last time the lions won a division it was called the nfc central not the nfc north they've never won the north and i must say Before we get into the predictions and the game and the breakdown and even a comment by C.J. Garner Johnson, you got to give it up to Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. Do you remember Brad Holmes before the season saying that this team is good enough to win the division? And he was right. All Dan Campbell talks about is the division. That's pretty rare, isn't it? A couple guys... They get paid professionally to coach and be a GM, kind of predicting you're going to win the division for a historically bad franchise. And then you follow through on it. It actually happens. And the other good thing, by the way, do you realize we are in this same position that we were in 2016? 2016, the Lions had to win one game of three, to win the division. At the Giants, at the Cowboys, and at home against the Packers. They lost all three of them. Matthew Stafford had a bad pinky. It's ironic enough that the Lions currently are in the same position. They got to win one of the remaining three, or Minnesota has to lose to Green Bay if they beat Detroit twice. The point is, there isn't one person on this earth, I don't think, that believes that the Lions are going to choke this away. And that is different, my friends. Usually it's doom and gloom and, oh, my God, they're going to fuck it up. Not this time. That in itself is already an awesome byproduct of having watched this team all year, knowing this regime is good and right for this town and for this team. There's no more doom and gloom. There's no more SOL talk. There isn't one person that believes they're going to lose three in a row and that somehow, way, the Vikings are going to win the division. It's not going to happen. You don't believe it's going to happen. And that in itself is a great thing because I feel we've come a long way. It's been forever since you've won the division. You had to go through Matt Millen, endless list of awful coaches, the failed draft picks, the shitty calls by officials, The improbable, impossible, demoralizing ways to lose. And it's fitting that this is Christmas weekend. Because if you remember last year at this time, Lions went on the road on Christmas Eve to Carolina. Bad Carolina team. And the Panthers rushed for 321 yards against them. I think it's going to be fitting that they could go to Minnesota exactly one year later and win the division. That would have only been for a wild card spot, and they still may not have got it. This is for the division. Still in play for the one and two seeds as well. It's amazing how quickly things have changed. In three years, they've done this. Pretty awesome, right? So yesterday at practice, and I want to play this for you. C.J. Garner-Johnson is back, which is awesome. C.J. G.J. He was asked about winning the division. Take a listen to what he said, and then I want to get into it. My what do you mean to you? I mean, to you
0: think about it. A lot of you guys, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but a
1: lot of them have an experience, of college championship, you know? So this is a step. I feel like a winner. You haven't won anything. Like, it's my fifth year. I don't want four divisions. No, Not to throw nobody's face, but that's the best feeling. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, so C.J. Gardner-Johnson says he might cry if they win the division and that you might cry as well. And I wonder how many people are going to be emotional. Have you thought about that? It's not the Super Bowl, but it's still a pretty big accomplishment considering it's been 30 years. And it's always one of those things that we talked about. Lions got to win a playoff game. They need a home playoff game. They got to win a division. It's one of the things that you need to cross off the list to be an actual, competent franchise. And the fact that it's been 30 years is ridiculous. I don't foresee myself crying but I think I might get emotional. I was listening to the morning show. It was Kostan Jansen and they were asking, they played this cut asking, are you going to cry? A lot of people called up and said, yes. A lot of people called up and made fun of the people that said yes. But there was one individual, it kind of resonated with me. He said, my dad passed away this year. So I'm going to cry if they win the division, when they win the division, I'm going to be with my family. I hope it's this weekend. And you know what I thought? My dad would have cried. He would have loved this. I remember watching the Lions Niners back in 83 in the postseason on a black and white TV in my basement when Eddie Murray missed that kick. My dad was so disgusted. He was so pissed off. I remember him telling me, Jeff, Don't be a fan of these fucking guys. That's what he said. Of course, I didn't listen to him. And I invited a ton of pain into my own life. Now, my dad, unfortunately, is no longer with us. But man, he would have loved this. Because he lived and died with the freaking Detroit Lions. And even though he knew it was never going to go in his favor, he always was a fan. Even though we swore him off, like, I don't know, as many times as we swore him off. So, yeah, I think I might get a little emotional. I think there's a lot of people that will get emotional. What about you? Is CJGJ right? You gonna cry? Be tears of joy. Best kind of tears, my friends. But will the Lions win this weekend? Three and a half point favorites. I think they will. But it's not gonna be easy. Like I had a pretty good feeling, I think. By the time game time actually arrived, that they would beat Denver. Playing at home, Bronco team a little fraudulent. All they did well was turn, all they did well was get turnovers. Like that was a great performance by the Lions. I don't think or foresee that to happen again. This time, Vikings are gonna be desperate. They're playing to save their lives. Sure, if they win out, they'll win the division. But they're thinking to themselves, we gotta find ourselves in the postseason. And we don't have Kirk Cousins. He was lost to an Achilles injury. But they're still 3-3 and without Cousins. They're the defending champs of the NFC North. And as weird as it is, they do control their own destiny. I know that's weird, but it's true. Lions going to go in and win? I know people automatically think like Nick Mullins, the backup quarterback. In fact, he's like one of seven backups I feel that they've gone with. Josh Dobbs at one point was the hotness. He fell off quickly. Jaron Hall is the other quarterback from BYU. But Nick Mullins is the guy they're going with to try to stay in the playoff hunt. He's got two touchdowns and two interceptions. Looked pretty good in Cincinnati until he didn't. Turned over the ball way too much in that game. They blew a 14-point fourth-quarter lead. But when you look at the Vikings, pretty good. In keeping points off the board. As a defense, they only allow 19.2 points a game. They've given up 30 just once. They're 17th against the pass, which bodes well for the Lions, but they're a top five team against the runs, which is going to be interesting. But more than anything else, and you know this, you got to watch out for Daniil Hunter. He's got 15 and a half sacks for the edge in Minnesota. That's the second best in football. He's got 12 against the Lions in his career. Now, he did not practice earlier in the week because he's dealing with an illness. So if he wasn't 100%, that bodes well for the Lions. But you got to believe you need a great game plan for Daniil Hunter. The Vikings have 41 sacks on the season, which is tied for the eighth most in football. So unlike the Broncos, the Vikings are going to bring it. And that Lions offensive line that we've heard so much about, that we've praised incessantly. They better be ready to play. Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Glasgow, Sewell. We keep hearing about how great they are when healthy, and they are great. Well, now's the time to prove it and go win yourself a division. Frank Ragnow is back, full practice, awesome, after the meniscus surgery. Pene Sewell, on the other hand, limited practice, has a shoulder injury. You don't like to hear that. But I do believe that you're going to be able to protect Jared Goff. I like the fact that the game is indoors. I like the fact that Goff is coming over or coming off a, a great performance where he tied a career high of touchdown passes. He had five of them. I think the Lions will score just enough to win the football game, even though the Vikings really don't allow a whole lot of points. Don't really have to worry about turnovers in this game either. The Vikings are a minus six in the turnover battle. They have forced 20 turnovers, 11 picks and nine fumbles, but they've given the ball away 26 times, 12 picks and 14 fumbles. The Lions are a minus five in the turnover ratio. They've given it away 20 times this season. When the Lions don't turn over the football, you win the football game. Every loss they've had a turnover in. I combined 10 turnovers in their four losses. They turned over the ball three times against the Raiders, four times against the Bears, and still won those games. So you don't want to test that. Don't turn over the football, and you win. And then there's their offense. Like we mentioned Nick Mullins, right? I don't think he's that good. He's a backup quarterback for a reason. He's not going to roll over, but you should be able to get some pressure on Nick Mullins. You should be able to get to the quarterback a little bit. I want to see some more of those exotic blitzes by Aaron Glenn from Iffy Mel and Fonwu and company from the secondary, the safety, the corner, the linebacker blitzes. They seem to work against Denver. The only thing I do worry about with the Vikings is their offense and their weapons. Alexander Madison, the running back, I don't think is going to play. He's not practicing. He's got I think it's a knee or an ankle. I would not expect him to play. However, Nick Mullins could beat you because they do have Jordan Addison, who's awesome, and Justin Jefferson, who won offensive rookie or offensive Player of the Year last year. Like uh, he's all world, and he's back as well. Add T.J. Hawkinson to the mix. Remember him? Yeah, I'd rather have Sam Laporta. He's cheaper and better, but still Hawkinson's pretty great. The big hawk. And maybe you worry just a little bit. I think it's gonna be a tough game. I think it's gonna be a close game. But in the end, I do believe tears will flow because the Lions will win the division for the first time in 30 years. But what about you? Who comes out on top in this game? And also. Are you going to cry? Are you going to get emotional? Let me know. I think I'll get emotional. I don't think you're human if you don't. Simply because it's been so long. Now, again, another prediction. But the Rams play the Saints as I'm talking tonight, right? If the Rams win and the Lions stay at the three spot, even if just the Rams win when you wake up and watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, you realize that the dream scenario matchup will have happened. Rams will be in the sixth spot. Lions will be in the three spots. Boom. First round matchup. God, that'd be great. Speaking of that, I did the podcast on that yesterday. A lot of people don't want that matchup. Let me read a couple comments and then let's all start our holiday weekend, shall we? Sound good? Fantastic. Here we go. This is from yesterday. Let me pop up the podcast really quickly. What are people saying? I brought up the scenarios. My dog goes crazy again. Bouncy, you got to stop. But I brought up the scenario. Here we go. Every time. What do you got to say? Lion's going to beat the Vikings? Do you always have to interrupt me? No respect from this dog. I give her a forever home and no respect. All right, let me bust up these comments very quickly. Bounce, will you stop it? All right, comments while my dog is barking from yesterday's podcast. Tim Moore, twenty Couldn't agree with you more, Rieger. I was born in 1993. Stafford's been my favorite player since he came into the league. Still love the guy, but nothing would make me happier than the Lions hosting the Rams and beating the life out of Stafford and the Rams. Would cleanse so much pain and further justify an already justifiable trade. It's a good comment. Here's another one. Derek Harp, 2803. I love that these fans are scared of this. Man up. Bring their asses on. We will send Stafford and McVeigh packing. Let's beat their ass. I like where people's hearts are and their guts are. And then I got one more for you. Let's see. There was one that was really scared, like this one. Here we go. You're nuts, Jeff. A win is a win no matter who it's against. With your logic, we should ask the NFL to change their rules so we can play the Niners in the first playoff game because that win would be more satisfying. I'd rather see them exercise the playoff win demon than move on to tougher teams. Get your feet wet with an easier first-round win, then move on. I went no part of Stafford. I have watched him make way too many fourth-quarter comebacks with subpar Lions teams. When he gets hot, he's very tough. I think the Lions would win, but why would I want the hardest road possible for such a young team? That's from Charles Papineau, 54-28. Charles, I respectfully disagree. And why would you want to play the Niners in the first round? You're missing the whole point. You want to play Stafford. It's for the cleanse. But anyway, that's the daily ticket for today. I hope everybody has a great Christmas. I hope Santa brings you everything you've ever wanted and more. I hope the Lions win the division. And we will catch you on Tuesday. And we'll recap Lions and Vikings. And we'll play some scenarios of what the Lions get to do next. And I just hope they don't lose. Because if they lose, then they got to go to Dallas. And then some of the doom and gloom, I guess, does start to creep in. But Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. And in the meantime, rate, review, thank you for watching and listening to The Daily Ticket. And will you have tears of joy when the Lions win the division, hopefully this weekend? Let me know. I think it will be this weekend. Merry Christmas.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,